Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 1420 Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm doing really well. I ate carbohydrates today. Woo! And sugar! <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was like... Oh, yeah, donut. I'm going to eat you. Like living like a grown-up again? Oh, yeah, potato chips. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to fuck you up. Oh, Annie's shells and cheese? Don't mind if I do. What cheese? Annie's shells and cheese. Oh, okay. Shells and cheese. I thought you said like Shoshan cheese, and I was like, what's a Shoshan cheese, and why do I not know of it, and how stinky is it? Because it's from in... Annie's Japanese line of oh. organic foods. Because oh. my experience, the stinkier the cheese, the more better the cheese yeah no i mean i think there's something to that yeah but i i wasn't i just hadn't ever heard of shoshin cheese so i was concerned maybe you like had it buried in your backyard and were yeah it's fermented japanese <laughs> style <laughs> I, I don't even like thinking about that uh no you know fermentation is such a cool process right because you take you take something that's beer it is so you know what i'm gonna drink i'm gonna, You're drink, gonna drink real beer a beer that has lots of carbs in it because i can for like four days sours are insanely sugar and carbohydrate packed carbalicious they are wait only four days you're breaking from keto boys go crazy yeah yes four days uh tuesday wednesday tuesday night so all of wednesday all of thursday all of friday all of saturday this is bullshit i was excited to like go eat something with you but we could go eat something i might go five days I'm busy Saturday. <laughs> I'm busy Saturday too. Then keep it broken on Sunday to I'm, recover. I'm doing uh I'm doing like a race carbohydrate loading. I'm carbohydrating I'm, for hood to coast. I'm not real familiar with the science behind humans, so I can't I don't know if that's what's that going to do to your butt? I I don't know, it could do bad things. I'm not familiar with science either. I just felt like it was a good opportunity to eat some carbs. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm doing a, a relay race. We have a relay race out here in the Northwest called Hood to Coast. I think Hood to Coast is kind of the granddaddy of the big relay races, but they do them all over the place now. You know, every state has a big multi-team, you know, or multi-member team type relay event. Uh, Hood to Coast, I think we do 200 miles. We run from basically the... Well, the Timberline, Timberline Lodge uh, on Mount Hood, right on down to Seaside. You basically take a straight shot out to the ocean along the highways. So 200 miles, 12-man teams, you run three legs. I think I've got one of the shorter legs. I'm only running like 16, but my second leg in the middle of the night is like... Up the coastal range? (laughs) Yeah, it's like a 2,000-foot elevation gain. It's crazy. It might not be quite 2,000. Turkeys are going to roost outside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so I ate carbohydrates. And now I'm drinking carbohydrates. And, I mean, last night we had a had a, a banger of a meal, if you will. Oh, Lord. So, I guess, I mean, I guess we should talk about it, right? I mean, a little bit. I think bit. we're obligated to. Yeah. We, so, so, my wife, my wife, wonderful woman she is, <clears throat> I, I, was doing, I was doing some government obligation work this last weekend, and my wife, in my stead, went to the Hot Sauce Festival in Portland. Which I didn't know existed. Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on you. So so Kim once goes to the Hot Sauce Festival. She meets the guy from Puckerbot. She meets all these sort of hot sauce celebrities to the extent that's an actual, even possible thing. I mean, I, I'd argue it's a niche market. There's there's pepperheads. Right. Are, are, is it possible that we're affordable watch celebrities maybe yeah so they're hot sauce celebrities in the same so they're bigger than we are for sure perhaps (laughs) (laughs) but she meets all these sort of semi-famous people that have been on hot ones or whatever you know or or that are kind of in that community anyway that was cool i was jealous of that but then she got just a shitload of dope hot sauces yes so everything from like a fairly mild you know, maybe 2000 Scoville breakfasty green sauce. I think that's probably higher. I think the most mild one was probably that that smoky tamarind one. The ancho. Mm-hmm. She she just did really, really good job. She got like seven or eight hot sauces. Everything from pretty mild, a couple that were Ooh, hot, 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 
one of them that was blistering hot. Dangerous. One, like and scary dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So we we made wings for the whole thing and kind of went up the ladder. It, you know, by the end, I think we were both experiencing this, but there was some like desensitivity. I think we were broken. <laughs> we had the hottest one and I tried that one. Now, I, I think that the chicken is going to reduce the heat a little bit. But I tried that one on just a spoon. And I was like, oh, oh, blew yeah. some fire out my mouth. Uh, and then we put it on a wing. And I needed more. Like We, we put quite a bit of that on yeah. the wings that we consumed. And I, I'm going to chalk that up to our mouths being just blown out and having no more sensation left. It, it's possible because the rest of my body has told me that it was actually hot. Just my booty hole. That's yeah. really the only consequence I'm feeling right now. My guts feel like a little bit like they're they're forcing lava through yeah. them. And yeah. my esophagus felt a mild chemical burn. Um, <laughs> but it's really just the stage three that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah, stage two was worse for me today than stage three. So, uh, But yeah, the, I, the coolest thing was that Fuego <sighs> chocolate bar. Holy cannoli. That was the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life, bar none. It, it it's this it's this square of chocolate. It's not terribly big. It might be. It was like two on days mints wide. It was right. it was small. It might be inch and a half by inch and a half. And we you know you, there's a challenge where you're supposed to eat the whole thing. We split it up. Um, but y- yeah, I think I had just about half of that piece of chocolate, and I was hurting. Um, but the girls were both like in panic mode. You, I think you were borderline panic. I was mode. on the verge of panic. I yeah. was just so, um, I was just so surprised because <laughs> like I tasted sweet. it and I was like, oh, it's sweet and it's delicious and there's Creamy like little chunks chocolate. of something in here. Yeah, those are peppers. Those, yeah, they are. <laughs> and I was thinking they're like almonds or hazelnut or something delicious, and I'm gnawing on them, and suddenly, no peppers. Something was uh, there. There was a there was a tiny human in my throat trying to punch its way out, like square <laughs> out of Alien. You know when when the alien's trying to punch out of the right. guts. That was what was happening in my throat, and I I went into a little bit of a panic because I it was so unexpected and also so hot, especially yeah, compared hot. to the fact that we just had poison, R- really doused, hot, yeah. doused our wings in poison. And then I had that, and I was like, oh, whatever, it's chocolate. <gasps> oh, no! Yeah, no, it was worse than the worst of the... It, it was worse than the worst of the hot sauces. Yeah, it was. It, and and that one hot sauce, I can't remember. I should have it here so we could talk Reaper about it. Reaper XXX. Reaper XXX, which is from a hot sauce company. I took a picture of it. Um, it It's one of those, like specialty sauces that you have to order and and that they wouldn't let her try oh, at it's the from tent. Pucker Butt. Is it from Pucker Butt? Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you know, they wouldn't let her try it. They were like, eh, this is too hot. You can't try this here because we'll get sued. And, and so we had just finished that. Like the hot sauce is so hot that you, they don't let you try it. Yeah. And, and we didn't to, try a little bit. We we You probably put a teaspoon or so per wing in, in, a to, in, a, in and toss them in it. Yeah. And then we added an easy teaspoon or more Easy, yeah. I would say two to teaspoons each, to each of the wings yeah. on top of that. So, um, so going from that, feeling like you know, kind of concerned that nothing was happening. Yeah, I think we were both a little cavalier going from that to that chocolate, which was like, oh my gosh, something's happening. A lot of a, something was happening. A lot of things happening. Uh, so we broke out the the keto ice cream, which was the only thing in the house that could have possibly done anything, and it was helpful, but it was also not good. <clears throat> no, it's not good. I mean, it's keto good. That means not good. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't know what to tell you. No, it, I mean, it was a good experience to try it, but I mean, the girls had, I mean, a pea size of that chocolate, and it, they were both in total tears, meltdown, meltdown, moment. weeping, uh, such that even my my four year old was asking my wife, "Are you okay? Why are you crying?" And he was still concerned when we got home that she was crying, like weeping. So, yeah, it was uh, it was something. They were delicious, though. I, I was worried that I was worried that like there was going to be some sort of medical emergency or something, and we were all going to be totally <laughs> just have nothing. Yeah, we, we just incapacitated. Yeah, uh, and I'm on <clears throat> Friday. I'll be trying some of the bomb. Oh yeah, that's that's also a fame. You know, I, I think we just assume you guys are into as into hot sauce as we are, but I assume that we have a problem. Ninety percent of our listeners are like, "Why are they still talking about hot sauce?" And, and what are you doing to yourselves? <laughs> the the medical repercussions that you're subjecting yourselves to are akin to smoking. I, I don't think that's a thing. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm sure chemical burns in your esophagus aren't great. Yeah, I mean, I like chemical burns. 
the booty hole or chemical burn is not so bueno though. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. That's so, true. Hey, like I said, it wasn't so much booty hole for me today. It was more more GI tract. Oh man, oh, you're making a scene. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, uh, okay, hot sauce. We're sorry, you guys. We're 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 sorry. Hey, we're, you're joining us for beers. You're gonna have to listen to our bar talk. And so you're drinking fine pilsner beer. Got, some, got light. The fine pilsner beer. I'm drinking ecliptic tucana. Ecliptic Tucana, which is a tangerine sour, and oh, it's good. Oh boy, how I have missed a sour beer. Sour beer is my favorite, by the way. Which and I just can't drink it. No, it's so much sugar in it. On keto, I just can't drink it. It's just uh, completely uh, off limits. What what's happening? Well, I couldn't figure out why the turkeys and your neighbors were so loud through the window. It's because your window's open. <laughs> but the, so the turkeys are going to roost right now. So I, I imagine you guys probably can't hear the turkeys. And for those of you unfamiliar, uh, turkeys make some noise. So all these, I don't know, you have 30 turkeys or so in your neighborhood. And they're they're all going to roost. So they're all making a big scene. And I can, I can hear all 20 of them outside just gobbling a storm. We have watch news. We do. <laughs> we have some watch news. Uh, you, you know, I actually, one of the things I think we've talked about a couple times in the past and that has sort of been going through my mind, the the podcasts, the watch podcasts in particular that I really enjoy listening to, um, you, you know, 10 and 2 is brand new, but they've been just killing it. Um, Scottish watches, I, I absolutely adore it. Um, those guys are so funny and their dynamic is so interesting. But but one of the things I notice that those guys both do, those those groups of of podcasters both do, is they do sort of watch news. Now, now Scottish Watches is a twice a week show, and, and I think that their show is like almost all watch news. You know, here's what's happening in the watch world, which is pretty which is pretty cool. They're they're targeting a segment that's different than me. Um, but they're sort of every time they're on, you're learning kind of what's happening and, and they follow trends in, you know, uh, watch popular culture and, and who's saying what and who said this thing and who's kind of fighting about whatever. I don't necessarily know that I'm super interested in that. In the drama drama? In the gossip, in the watch gossip. How, however, it's going to be such a small market. I do think that we could do a better job of giving you guys sort of updates on what's interesting what's happening so i think we're going to try to make an effort to give you a little bit of watch news each week whether that's one thing that we've noticed on a blog to watch or worn and wound um you, you know or or anywhere or some new drops or some new drops that's right so um you know just kind of just kind of ears to the ground because we do i mean we spend all week looking at this stuff and there's always stuff we could talk about and we just oftentimes don't and if you see something say something <clears throat> Let if us you know. see something, say something. Loose lips sink ships. Exactly. That's exactly the opposite sayings. <laughs> those those are complete opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what either one of them means. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of you guys will know this already. And in fact, a, a number of you have already even sort of hit me up on it. Um, but Seiko, Arnie, this this was announced, I think, at Basel. Uh, sounds right. This last I don't remember year. exactly, but that sounds right. Seiko announced that they were going to re-release the famous Arnie Digituna, not uh, you know Annie Digi Tuni Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk on carbs. <laughs> yeah, I mean that'll happen. You're on a crazy sugar high right now. A quarter of a beer and donuts, and donuts, yeah. and so I'm totally drunk. Basel World 2019, Seiko announces that they're going to re-release the famous. Arnie, the Anadigi dive style tuna shrouded Arnie watch, named after, you know, or at least nicknamed after our Austrian uh, California governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's so good. It's really good. In the good. way of reissues, this is, this is it. And he wears this in Predator, right? Oh, or yeah. Commando or both? Ooh, ooh, now I don't remember. You know, we are... We should remember. We're going to have to turn on our 80s kids card. I, and Andrew doesn't even have I barely one. get the 80s kids card. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were a 90s kid. I was born in the 80s. All right. Well, I, I grew up in the 80s, so uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I don't know if it was one or the other or both. But maybe... <laughs> Hopefully one or the other. Let's be real here. What if I just scroll down here? Okay, so uh, Arnie rocking the Arnie in, com in commando. 
Um, it's interesting those two look, movies look so similar when you have screenshots of them. <laughs> the Arnie, or the Seiko, H558-5009, as you'd see in Seiko's back catalog, became iconic as the favorite wristwatch of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who wore it on screen in Predator and Commando. Which were probably shot on the same location at the same time. Right. <laughs> they just did them back to back. Yeah. Uh, so so both were right. They They released, I think, three new variants of this. Um, obviously, different... Uh, different reference numbers. These these are going to be a little bit different. Um, it, it's a forty seven point eight millimeter shrouded and a digi watch with with a dive bezel. So that sounds huge, but it, it's going to have shortish lugs, and it's they're going to curve down sharply. I guarantee this watch isn't going to feel like a fifty dang near fifty millimeter watch. I say that without having any. Clue. They feel pretty close. I mean, those shrouds make the watch feel. Big. It's big. But when you're walk, rocking a shrouded watch, it ought to be. That's right. It's not going to feel as if you had made a, a 47 millimeter Sarb 035 or something. No. It, it's going to be. It's going to be proportionally, uh, proportionally effective at, at that size. You you know, and different people have different wrists, and who knows what's going to work. Um, but yeah. So so three references: the SNJ 025, SNJ 027. And SNJ028. Um, the the 025 is sort of classic Seiko dive colors, red, divers 200, um, black and silver motif, uh, dot dash dot type of deal. The 027 is a patty tune, uh, Pepsi patty case and or bezel at the very least. And the 028 is, uh, I believe, a gild, a gilt hand and marker type deal that's my favorite one i didn't expect it to be yeah and it definitely is it looks so right so solar on these and i'm glad it's solar and not kinetic yeah so solar on these they are quartz they are quartz um for obvious reasons uh, being in a anadigi type watch can you tear the band-aid off and tell me how much they cost? You, you know, five twenty-five to five fifty is the announced price. I suspect they'll probably be in the four hundred dollar range on the actual, you know, street value. Um, Out on the streets, on the streets. Uh, I, I think that's, the, a, that's a good price on that. That's a really, I mean, being being quartz, but for for what you're getting out of that, I think that's a really reasonable price, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think even at five hundred bucks, that it's a plastic shroud or probably a resin, quote unquote resin shroud, steel everything, steel lugs, rubber strapped, which I, I think makes just a ton of sense it has on these. To be. Yeah, and I think this is gonna, you know, I think this is gonna be Seiko's sort of higher end silicone, you know, their mid mid yeah, to high that's silicone really good too. Yeah, it's it's a good strap. So these are killer. They're fun. You should check them out. We've got a couple, we got hit up by a couple people, but of course we were already tracking that shit. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, perhaps yeah. <laughs> a couple times. I mean, almost like we're really excited to see them coming out. Just double dipping, <laughs> double dipping, and, and then and then I've got some personal watch news. Uh oh, I got some personal watch news. I got a new I got a new watch. Only one. No, well, uh, kind of. I mean, I got two watches, but really only one. Uh, I, I picked up a Hamilton hack, a, a Hamilton khaki mechanical. It's so good, guys. Yeah. It's so good. I do have to say, for for someone, I have pretty round wrists. You got two wrists. I do. I have cylinders for, for forearms. And as a function of that, it's a little bit long lug to lug for me. Yeah, the, the lugs are on, on these lugs. Lo- Go ahead. <laughs> it's just a little bit long lug to lug for me. Uh, on a NATO, it worked, um, but it just it it felt it it protruded quite a bit. Like there was there was visible space on on all sides of the watch. It almost looked like I had a foil puck between my wrist and the watch, and it wasn't NATO related. It was just the shape of my wrist against the shape of the watch. Yeah, the the lugs on these are, are long, and and they're it's kind of one of the hallmarks of this style of watch. But but in particular, these Hamilton khaki mechanicals are known for having long long lugs. So if you're going to wear this on a two piece strap, you're going to notice some gap, mm-hmm. some gap at the end of it. That's something I am not a huge fan of. Uh, I've got a couple watches that wear that way. My HKED 1963 has pretty long strap gap. Strap gap. Did we just coin a phrase? Maybe we did. Strap gap? Yeah. Can you give me a high five? 
we we we're we're, we're so far away. It's hard to high five. We're a little far away. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, but you know, I'm gonna wear this thing on a NATO anyway. So what me worry? Put start <laughs> start putting out two pieces on those uh, and posting pictures on the gram and hashtagging them strap gap. It, strap gap. Uh, mm-hmm. I we that is we should definitely do that. Um, I do have strap gap Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, do it, please. Do it. <laughs> I do have to. Uh, I do have to make a slight caveat because this is not the current version of this. So in 2018, Hamilton sort of upgraded these with a 28,800 beat per whatever interval hour. <laughs> a 28.8 movement. Uh, so this has the older 21.6 movement, and, and and they and they upgraded the dial. So the dial now is this very vintage kind of um, you, you know real sort of 40s 50s style mechanic you know hack watch style. This is the slightly older version with kind of more refined, um, still painted markers, but kind of you know print printed markers, a little bit more refined, a little bit more of that sort of. 2000s hamilton style mm-hmm. so so old logo on the on the signed crown old logo on the back um so it's just a little different and, and if you've looked at these you probably know what i'm talking about i do have to say that i was wanting one of the new ones and this one came to me for such a good deal i got this along with an armida a11 which is a 36 millimeter dive watch that i'm probably just gonna sell um Although I don't know for sure yet, um, it's a really good size. Uh, when I put it on, I was really impressed with how good a thirty-six millimeter dive watch felt. Yeah, you know, me, me too. I was surprised too. It's too small for me. I know I wouldn't like. It's just a little too small for me. I could deal with it at thirty-eight, thirty-six. Or thinner, I think is the key. It's a little chunky too. Yeah. yeah. So the Armida A11, you know, you won't be able to find anything online about them because. Just about nothing has been written about them, except that all the forum trolls are like, oh, it looks like a girl or a little boy's watch. That is, it's a little boy's watch. Well, I'm not a very large man, so <laughs> let's um, fight. <laughs> you, you know, it, it is pretty small, though. It, it's diminutive, and it, and it's a sub-homage, 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 capital S, capital H, um, which is probably not my thing. So uh, in, in any event, that thing is going to move on in one direction or the other. And, and I got those two in a trade for my Orthos Commander, which had just sort of been on my to-go list. And I couldn't pass these up because really what I wanted was one of the 2018 hacks. But then this thing walked in my door, and now I don't know. I might just keep this. You know what you could do? What? You could buy one of the 2018s <clears throat> and then give me whichever one you like least. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. That That's a really good idea. I know. Um, full I, of them. If I sold these both, I could easily afford the new one. Yeah. E- easily. So uh, to help me make my decision, Instagram user at Aggressive Timing Habits is going to send me a copy of the 2018 version um, to just sort of compare side to by side and see, you, you know, when I when this thing was coming, I was immediately planning on posting these things. But as I thought more, I, I realized these things are a little harder to find now. They're certainly not worth more money, but I kind of like the idea that I have sort of a discontinued, the older version. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm undecided yet on which one I'm going to keep. I'd like to see them side by side. Yeah. I think that's going to be the the well, selling point for me personally in, my, in giving it my vote as to whether or not the upgrades were upgrades or just changes. Yeah, well, it's definitely a better movement. Um, but outside of the dial, I think that, or outside of the logo, I think the cases are exactly the same. So exact same case, new dial, and a better movement. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Are we going to talk about? Are, are are we going to talk? We talk about. Are we going to talk about watches? We have been. Yeah. No, that's true. Was there anything else? That's all I have for watch news. Um. We we could talk about the new straps that I got. I mean, or we could save those for another day. Yeah, we'll save those. Yeah. Okay. You got anything? No. Nothing of value. That's you per sound usual. So sad. You're just, no. I mean, I could just talk. <laughs> if you guys would like to hear that, I can I can talk for days about well, nothing. We we could do that and be semi on topic. So let's so do let's that. do that. Okay. Uh so this week we're we're revisiting 
something that we have both really enjoyed doing, a series, if you will. We're going to revisit some watch styles. And this week, our watch style that we're revisiting, or we're revisiting for the first time, is the sport dress watch. Big surprise, because this has been... I think you said those in the wrong order. Sport dress? Dress sport? I think dress sport. Okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, because big surprise here, we've been talking about these watches all of this year, and you heard it here first when we said in January that this was going to be the watch of the year. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that come to fruition a little bit late, but just in time for us to still be able to say we said it first. We called it. We did call it. And frankly, no one should be surprised. Yeah. This no, is I this is where people may be called yeah, it. This is where watches have been trending towards. A little bit smaller, a little bit more versatile. Uh, so today we're gonna talk about some of our absolute favorites. Talk about the style, what we like, don't like. I hear hoedown music going on in your neighbor's house. They they they're hoedown kind of guys. And uh they're really getting it. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh so we're gonna get into it. Let's let's dive in, talk a little bit about the style, talk about the criteria. So first, sure. I want you to hit on the criteria that we set because this is kind of an ambiguous style. No, it's super ambiguous. It's super ambiguous. Uh, I, I think that's right. So so we have, we, we made some some rules. We set some rules that and, are now going to be chiseled in stone as to what a dress sport watch is. And, and I put them in order sort of in terms of, of most, or excuse me, least to most flexible. Okay. So, so one, it, it's a watch that can be dressed up or dressed down. So I, I need to be able to wear it in t-shirt and I need to be able to wear it in the office. So maybe not black tie, but I need to be able to wear it in the office. Mm-hmm. And I think in that way, these sometimes get referred to as go anywhere, do anything watches or a GADA watch. Uh, I don't like that term because it sounds weird. GADA. It types out okay. So Gota watches? Gata? Go anywhere, do anything? Gata? I'll accept that as a as terminology for it, but I'm gonna dress call sport. Them, I'm going to call them dress sport watches. Uh, so no dyed bezel, no GMT bezel, no external tachometer, nothing like that. Nope. Rule Sterile. Number, rule number three, not full blasted. It's got to have some sort of interest, uh, polish chamfered probably on the outside it's got to 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 qualify for a dress watch it can't be pure blasted it probably can't be pure brushed either uh some water resistance because of the sport angle of this and or the gata angle it's got to have more than 50 so so i think a hundred plus is ideal bonus for a screw down crown yeah i think that's right i I'd, I'd like to see 200 out of it, but I know that's kind of an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, that's a reach. So, so uh, uh, optional, optional, but preferred uh, little side rules. It would be nice if it came on a bracelet. That was one of the ones that I was going to add. I would say, this watch has to come on a bracelet yeah. because you, you got to know that it's going to be able to rock a bracelet and that bracelet's got to be matched to it. And any of these watches also, if it comes on a bracelet, are more likely than not going to look good on rubber, NATO, leather, that's going to be your versatility in the way of where and when you can wear it. And again, we're going from, we went from least or least to most flexible. So we're in very flexible territory here, but it's, it's a soft roll. Got to come on a bracelet. Yeah. It's got to have loom. It's got to have loom. I have mixed feelings on it. Uh, and, and it should be greater than or equal to, no, excuse me, less than or equal to 40 millimeters in diameter. And I think that's, that's number two for me. To be a true go, you know, but some people are like, you know, Andre the Giant and have nine inch wrists. Yeah, but we're not talking to Andre the Giant. He's going to need a Panerai. And that's going to be small. <laughs> so for for the average normal dude, got to be 40 millimeters or less. Yep. Okay. Those are, those are the rules. Uh, again, rule number one, totally not flexible, has to be dressed up or dressed down. That's super subjective, though. Uh, really the big one, no dive bezel. GMT bezel or external tack, and it's got to have some polish, and it's got to have some water resistance. Those are the three sort of uh, overriding themes, right? I think bracelet's important, too. Y- yeah, but some of these watches we're going to talk about today don't come on a bracelet. Then they don't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I also wrote down some sort of icons or, or um, you know, some of these are icons. Some of them are just sort of uh, axiomatic, um, you, you know, in, in terms of their place in this field. So uh, the one I probably like the best, and maybe it's because it feels like it's the one the most accessible, but the Zen 556 or Zen mm. 556. Um, you, you know, these... I don't know that these have any polished surfaces on them, but they get away with it with their simple refinement. Yeah, everything about it says dress up and down. Uh, obviously, Rolex Explorer, the uh, uh, Omega Aquaterra, which is yeah. one of the newer entries, but also just just nails it, nails it down. Um, the the Ball Engineer, and, and and perhaps I wrote this with a with a paren question mark. Uh, Rolex Datejust. Hmm. You know, I think that's sportier, but I think that it's got that sort of oyster case and uh, water resistance, and I think it fits the bill. And frankly, it's it's a Rolex. It's a Datejust. It is. It's it's like the watch. Yeah, it's the watch. So, um, you, you know, I kind of got interested in this style of watch, and and interested is maybe the wrong word. I I sort of got obsessed with this style of watch when Monta released the Triumph back in whatever 17 mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, been like two years um and you, you know it's got that big sort of flat brushed bezel and um the the high high chamfered or highly polished chamfers and i was like this is just this is something else this is the watch i want and, and they're too expensive for me you're at the you know i I'm, i just don't want to spend 1400 dollars on a on a watch like that. Um, well, it's not maybe want, maybe can. Yeah, I or mean... Or should. I'm, There's a whole, maybe some better adjectives. I, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. And so really kind of outside of my reach, um, Christopher Ward has their C65, their vintage. Mm. Um, the Mark II, I think, is is out right now, and it's just absolutely delicious. All the, all the edges. It's going on like 900. So really, these are fairly high-end watches that... Um, are available you can get them but for me and where i'm at and where i suspect a lot of you are at too they're they're high end they're high end and you want it now you don't want to wait for this watch for three years you want it now yeah what what can i get for less than you know say 600 700 dollars um halio seaforth is the last one that i kind of wanted to give lip service to because i think it's another fine one um that fits the bill you know obviously sterile bezel seaforth is what we're talking about and it it fits the price model they're a little hard to get jason's distribution model is such that these are a little tricky to get so you can get them certainly on the used market um but it it seems it's always been a little bit of an elusive brand for me for that reason i think so um we'll give them give them a mention please look at them but I, i kind of excluded them early on from the conversation I can get behind that. Accessibility is important. Yeah. And they don't feel super accessible to me. Halios. At least not yet. Don't. But there are three watches coming out this year that I'm pumped. That I'm pumped about. And they're all accessible. Well, not right now. But they all are about to be accessible in the way of price and in the way of availability. And I don't know how many of these are going to be sold out on pre-order. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine at least two probably will be. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Well, why don't we just start? Why don't we just start with the Atra? Let's do it. So Atra is a new company. It's a brand new company that's never released a watch. Um, this is a company that's out of New York, uh, started by a fellow named Lucas. And L- Lucas is just a watch dude. You can tell listening to this guy talk. He's got a watch you see official thread that he runs. Um, and you can just tell he's a watch dude. He just loves watches, and he has released a watch that was up, up until a few weeks ago known as the Milus. Milus, I think, uh, and he realized that the branding needed some work, mm-hmm. and so he changed the watch name to Atra, which I, I, personally I thought it was fine before. I'm not sure this was needed, but he did it, and, and there you are. Uh, this is a dress sport watch. It's a dress sport watch. In every sense of the word yeah optional bracelet that it comes on polished plain refined sterile bezel with vertical brushing polished chamfers yeah it it has 
when you when you imagine a dress sport watch, do it with me. You're imagining this watch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what logo you have on the dial. This watch fits that build. It's refined without being overly dressy. So you can wear it even on a bracelet or on leather mm-hmm. in a t-shirt. You can also wear it to the office. And what I'm excited about is that this guy's getting into the game and trying to capitalize on this maybe void in the affordables category of the market. Well, and I'll have to, I guess this is one we should say. These are available. These will be available for pre-order soonish. Uh, yeah, like in the next month or so, I thought. 550 is the pre-order price. I think the expected RP on these is 950. So you've got, if you want to get these in what I'd consider actual affordable price range, you're gonna to have to get one of these on pre-order. Otherwise, that it's gonna it's gonna jump up and um, you you know, assuming he doesn't come way down on prices, these are gonna be dang near thousand dollar watches this time next year. And they're ninety fifteens, and I'm sorry, and I'm right. Ninety fifteen. Yep. Uh, that sounds right, and I'm saying yes, but now I need to check. Oh no, Salida. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Salida SW two hundred, which is a twenty eight, which is a fantastic movement. Yeah, every, everything about this watch to me says buy me, except, and I hope he's listening. The blue dial watch doesn't need blue leather, man. Give me black or brown. Don't blue leather me with a blue dial watch, because on it just doesn't it doesn't need it. So right now on the website. The blue dial watch comes in. It's in in the options, but w- among the among the options is a blue leather strap, uh, which to me just seems um, unnecessary. And if you get these, get it with the damn bracelet. The yeah. bracelet's this H link polished. It's kind of a Zen style polished center link H link bracelet. Uh, some people don't love that. I think it's I think it's killer. It, I, I think it's really well executed here too. It's also so right for this style of watch. It it mashes together that casual and just dressy enough to be able to fit whatever you're wearing. And these are simple. I think I think I'd call these alpha style hands or maybe uh, sword hands. Kind of, kind I, of I'd go sword, yeah. slender sword hand. Um, you, you know, Lucas has been very sort of welcome and opening to to open to feedback and he seems like he's just he's trying to do it right i I know he said kind of outwardly that he kind of wants to compete with christopher ward uh i think this is a great entry i have got some feedback just from folks in the community that say yeah it's a little generic looking to me and i think that there may be something going on with the branding that is striking people a little funny it's got branding that looks a tiny bit chinese mushroom brand to me um, that yeah. could, could be the serif font. I'm not sure what it is, but it does have, uh, it, it it's the branding on it. I think is obviously a, a decision, and I, I don't I don't even have a direct criticism, but I think that that is the source of the feedback I've gotten that says it's a little bland looking. I I think part of it too is that it's it's uh not a separate generic or brezel it's uh it's all one piece uh which i mean is a decision but i i, I typically in in my head when i'm when i'm thinking about this i'm, I'm thinking about a um just a, a slightly different bezel on there well i i will say i i think that this watch is special for a couple reasons i i think that the case polishing and case finishing makes it special so it looks money you, you know that's what's going to be what sets this watch apart from the regular players. I love it. I think it's really cool. I wanted to kind of give it some individual attention on the show. It's obviously not available yet. They, uh, I think the watch clicker had a review model in, and has maybe done a write up or or is today releasing a write up. Um, that's coming. So this is starting to the prototypes are starting to make the rounds. You'll start seeing some buzz about this and get some actual watch people opinions on this thing pretty soon. But I was really excited. I think it's really neat. I think it's a fun release. And at five fifty on the pre-order, I think this thing is going to be a smoking deal. I would do pretty bad things to get one of the prototypes. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, like someone I care about. Stay, stay tuned. Uh, no promises, but I, I've gotten a promise. So we'll see what happens. Can we can we move on to our next watch? Next up is a brand that I 
have been really in love with and have had um I have, to, I have to turn their website off when I've been drinking because otherwise I'll make a bad choice. <laughs> like the same reason I don't have is Amazon one click available on my phone right. is the same reason that I don't keep a tab open to this company's website because I've almost bought their dive watch on several occasions. Fortunately, they're all sold out right now yeah. in the in the colorways that I like. So that, that danger is gone. I can now revisit their website whenever I like. And it's Traska. Yeah. I was real excited about their dive watch because they came out in the scratch proof uh, DLC dive watch. That and that's the Tresca free diver. Yes, and for someone like me, a scratch proof watch, I was going to put that to the test. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Making breakfast. Yeah, and I and I still may, but they're dropping the Summiteer. Yeah, does it? Say I think it's Summiteer. Yeah, no, you're right, Summiteer. Bruschetta. <laughs> Uh, Sumitir, uh, when's it, does it say when it's coming out? It's got, uh, you know, I think that they are looking to ship these very soon, like perhaps as much as, as soon as the end of the month. Uh, these are, these are coming. Um, uh, it doesn't say, but I think that these are set to ship very soon. Okay. So what we've got here is again, exactly what you're thinking. Exactly what you're thinking when you're imagining a dress sport watch. You've got polishing. You've got the brushing. You've got really simple, refined dial with just enough to separate it from a dress watch. You've got this really great... Uh, and, and you know what? It's got three, six, nine numerals on the dial and they don't look like they were carved off of a rolex explorer right they how, don't how cool is that and not a sunburst dial either but a a cool concentric just slightly offset circle mm -hmm. within that dial yeah double uh, sort of a double disc yeah totally dig it again sword hands on it i really really like the arrow second hand on there uh it doesn't stand out it's not off, it's not uh, a different color. It's it doesn't. It, it didn't do anything to be flashy. It's just a really well executed, simple, and yet very refined dress sport watch. And this I, is a, I want it. No date only. It's a ninety thirty nine movement, so no ghost uh, date complication. Which is whatever, right? I mean, I I don't really care about that. Thirty six. Excuse me, 38 by 46 by 10. So thin. By 10 thin. Uh, 20 to 20 tapering to 16 on the bracelet, a standard three link or oyster style bracelet, um, 100 meters of water resistance, screw down crown, which is, I think, 100 with screw down crown is every bit as good That's as. That's money shot. Yeah. You're going to have that security there in your, in your crown area. Um, <laughs> all sorts of polishing. Signed rotors, exhibition case back. Signed crown. And their logo's great, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. BGW9 on the on the dial. This is everything we wanted. Yeah. Perlage finishing. If we had designed a buckle. watch, we would have designed this watch. The, this, this, this buckle with the perlages. Come on. <laughs> it, it's, that, it's details like that that can make you 100% confident in the quality of this watch. Because why else would, would they go to the effort of those details if they hadn't gotten every single other detail right? And it's got the glowy bits. I love the glowy bits. Mm -hmm. uh, that chamfer on the bezel, the chamfer on the lugs are glowy bits, and that's my thing. That bezel shape is what really what big, really sets it apart for me. Big and flat and brushed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it sounded so dirty. <laughs> Uh, these are 500 bucks, so uh, they're right there. Yeah. They're just sort of bingo, bango, bungle. And for a watch like this, I think it's totally reasonable to be expecting to pay on the higher end of affordable. So Traska, good brand, cool watches, and, and they're doing it. They're doing it. So this is one of the ones that we were going to talk about last week, but just didn't, uh, didn't get to it. And they're doing it for us. Now, this is the watch. that I think this is the one I'm the most excited about, and it doesn't come on a bracelet. Well, it doesn't count. Well, you, you know... This watch is a little bit different than the others. It, what kind in, of animation is happening on this webpage? You know, 
All it, of it. It's a reasonable question. I, I don't like that, actually. Uh, this is a watch called Serica, the, the William M. Brown edition. This is very much a field-inspired watch. So I think you could be forgiven for arguing that this is not... Uh, a dress sport watch that rather this is a field watch which is what i'm going to argue with polished elements and so yeah uh argue away i I think that it fits the bill a short of not coming on a bracelet this is exactly what i want it's the dial man well it's a field watch dial yeah right but that's that's what if if this had a non-field watch dial i think i'd be on board with it you need to shut up. I, maybe I will have to. Maybe we'll fight. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> this does fit all the other criteria, though. And if you're if you're looking for a watch that maybe you can't dress quite as up, because I think quite that's what as it, up. I think you. I just don't think you can quite dress this up as much as say any of the other watches we've talked about. Uh, even your your hack that you've got on. Th- this is a million times dressier than the hack. At least one million times in in the polishing, yes, but in that in that dial, I just I don't think you have that same versatility that you get out of a just a twelve a polished uh, baton yeah. marker. Yeah, just a just a, a twelve to twelve dial. And this is a printed dial um, with, n- with no an p- interior twenty four ring. I mean, it, that's right. Everything about it says yes. But for that dial, yeah, and, and and no logo either. Uh, it's an unsigned, it's a sterile dial, which I think is fine. Uh, and, and I know that it was a purposeful decision. I like that. S- some people aren't going to like that. Some people aren't going to like that. So, so Serica is a brand that was put together by um, Matthew Horanic and 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 some friends. Um, you, you know, Horanic of a man and his watch, or a dog and his watch, or whatever that book is called, Fame. Uh, you, you know, where he sort of interviewed watch, watch people with, with a watch that had a fun story. Uh, but this does everything. It's 37.7, millimeter lug-to-lug, 20s on the lug with 10.8 millimeters with a mineral crystal. That's going to bug some people too. Screw down crown, 100 meters of water resistance, at a 2801, or this is an interesting decision. Eta 2801-2 or Solita SW210-1. And, and you don't get a pick. They pick and they just send them out. I think it's a supply-based decision. And they felt like those movements are similar enough that we're, we'll stand by either one of them. And it's going to be the one we have is the one you get. How about huh. that? That's an interesting decision. That's right? ballsy. I like it. I kind of do too. That's really punk rock of them. Uh, alpha hands or broad arrow hands, and and w- one of our listeners had commented that that broad the broad arrow is broad. Um, th- they actually didn't like it. Uh, or, I mean, or, it covers a full hour of time. Right. It, it is big. Yeah, it, it's big. It's pretty wide. So, um, you, you know, there's some stylistic things going on here that you may or may not like. And, and if you're like Andrew, you may even totally disagree that this is a dress sport watch, but. I think it fits. I think it's good. I think it's fun, and I like it. It's a dress field watch. I'll accept that. It's not a dress sport watch. Oh, shut up. It's just not, man. The dial just isn't right. Everything else is. All right. So, uh, in recognition that these are kind of expensive watches, um, we thought, well, well what, would, what do we do if we want to buy a watch that we can actually buy. What, what what are we looking for? And so we picked a couple watches that we think are really neat options that are affordable for you and me. Yeah. That are both Swiss. Yeah, which was weird for us. That are both Swiss and, and that and that we're able to say fun things about like Cosk certified and Swiss and maybe that's it. Chronometer. Chronometer. <laughs> so first First, uh, this thing, I think this is kind of the one that we fought over a little bit. Right? I think we've talked about this watch before, too. Uh, I think we have. I think we actually talked about the automatic version of this. But this is this Tiso PR. Tits out, right? Tits out. No. PR 100 chronometer Cosk certified quartz watch. Uh, God, that's a lot. What Do, they, do I need to read all that? Yeah, you T-1-0- must. We haven't read a long reference in a long time. T101. Four five 
1110510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510510
Well, I can't say that exactly. There's no normal day-to-day scenario that the SARB won't work for you. But we're not going to talk about it because we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. And I think the the Laurier Falcon falls in that same category. And and I said, we can't talk about the Laurier Falcon because we talk about it every week. I'm so excited about it. And yeah. by the way, they're sold out right now. Hey, if you are currently sitting at Laurier headquarters and you know where my man Andrew can order a Laurier Falcon, please reach out to me at... 40 and 20. 40 and 20 blog at gmail.com or at 40 and 20 on Instagram because I, I, I'm pretty sure that's an easy sale. Uh, he did go to buy one this week. I did. And didn't make it happen. No. And you know what? They were available last week. I'm so... Am I allowed to say that? Are you going to get in trouble for me having said that on the show when your wife listens? I don't think she listens this far. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> she skips through to other things. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Laurier Falcon. We're not... So really... The Sarb line, Laurier Falcon, I think that those for us are kind of the bee's knees. We're, we're, we're trying to give you options. We're trying to talk about mm-hmm. watches we don't talk about every week. And and next up, we've got a, a watch brand we've never talked about before, I don't think. I don't think so. I think this is a first time for Certina. Certina, which is not a, a new brand. It's a very old brand. Yeah, and it's a well-known brand. And I think we've, we've, we have probably talked about Certina watches before. Yes. Um, certainly not on the air. At least I don't think so. Uh, but we've got up one of their DS1 line. And if you want to pull the big picture away so I can see the reference, uh, we've got a reference of... Hmm, we're on Joma Shop right now. We've got an item number of C001 dot four zero seven dot one one dot zero five oh yeah zero five seven dot zero zero and we've got another example that i i think is really similar to the tso we just talked about um i don't know if it's quite as refined it's got a little bit more polishing uh, a little bit more plain I don't like Sterile it as much. Sterile dial. I don't, I don't know if I like it as much either. It's got a 6 o'clock date window also. No Cyclops on it. Uh, really nice short lugs, which makes it make it kind of seem blocky. It, it is an automatic. Yeah. Uh, so in its favor. So so it's $100 more than, <clears throat> than the Tissot, but but it's an automatic. And and for the record, on Joma Shop right now, it's $299 money, which says 59% off. And is that a, a, it's an Etta, I can't remember which one, 2824? It is a 2824-2. So just a, a, a standard workhorse yeah. ETA or uh, Etta movement. A, a movement we all know, mm-hmm. we all love. I'm sure a good handful of you own, if not one, but more watches with this movement in it. Yeah. 38 millimeters, 10 millimeter thick. Uh, I mean, it, you know, getting a 2824 to 10 millimeters thick, I, I don't think that's a super easy... Yeah, I don't know. The, the only uh, with a hundred water mm, meter, yeah, hundred meter water resistant case. And I have to say, I I went through a whole lineup of of even the DS one line to pick one out of it, and this was my least favorite because of the top of the lug finishing. The lug shape is right, the case shape is right, but the finishing on the top of the lugs just it is a little blocky. The angles are just not quite what I would want out of it, but for 300 money, it absolutely fits all the criteria we want to see. Uh, it's got crown guards, but they're super subtle, mm-hmm. almost almost not noticeable. It almost looks like the crown is cut into the case. Extension of the case a little bit, yeah. But it's not. They don't protrude. They 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 just kind of envelop. In. Yeah, envelop the crown, which I think would be nice. Uh, the font on it is kind of. Eh. It's another just a little bit boring, but absolutely fits the mold of a go anywhere, do anything watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, dressy, sporty, t-shirt, jeans, suit, anything you want. I think it's a great watch. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, did we miss any any sort of killer options at the you, you know? In particular, we we I, I think have just sort of naturally gravitated to being more comfortable talking about five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred dollar watches. When really our bread and butter is the two hundred to four hundred dollar watch, so I know we continue to try to incorporate those things, but I think that there's a tendency, at least for me, to kind of get bored with these watches that are 
you know, stalwarts at the $200 range. And, and, and it takes a little bit more to get me excited. Um, but I want to continue to discuss watches at that option. So if we missed anything in particular in that 200 to $300 range, or, you know, even, even, is there a hundred dollar watch? Certainly there's Seiko fives that could fit the bill on this. Oh, there absolutely uh, are. I ran through a whole handful and one that I, we won't talk about at all. I'll just mention the name is the Bernhardt, uh, binnacle anchor three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another two twenty, I think two twenty nine, and totally fits the bill. It it in every category. I just don't like the Mercedes hand. Yeah. So if there are other major major uh, uh, watches that we should have been talking about, please send them. And we'll, we'll give them a shout. But these are the ones that we came up with to talk with you guys about, and uh, and hopefully you liked it. So I'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other stuff do you, you've got some other stuff i've got some other me. i've got another stuff that we've been talking we've been teasing even for the last couple of weeks and oh, finally yeah. it's here i'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about black sales and what i'm going to say is if you're not paying the what 5.99 a month for hulu access do it i just got the fire stick which we talked about a few weeks ago uh one thing i don't like about the fire stick is when i talk to it and i tell it to turn on doc mcstuffins so I'm a four-year-old, so I have to turn on Doc McStuffins all the time. He likes it when I talk to the remote. So I'm in this position where I have to talk to the remote. It turns <laughs> on the Spanish version of Doc McStuffins. What? What? I have no answer for you. I, I have no... It turns on Spanish version of Doc McStuffins. So I have to turn on the Spanish version of Doc McStuffins, tell him, oh, I can't get the episode to work. And then he whines. I want the English version. Like, I get it, dude, but you wanted me to talk to the remote. I don't know what else I can do. So I have to go to the English version. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Not another thing I like. It's just another thing that you don't have to hear about. <laughs> uh, Black sales, y'all. I'm into season two, and it is so well done. It's a Stars original. It's available on Hulu. I don't know how much. Hopefully, the whole series is, because otherwise, I'm going to have to buy Stars. Uh, it's it's not terribly predictable. And as somebody who takes pride in being able to predict spoilers... Uh, it's I'm, so fucking annoying. It's terrible. I'm terrible to watch TV shows with. I'm terrible to watch movies with. I wish you had tipped over. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I almost fell on my ass. <laughs> uh, it's not terribly predictable. It's so well done. The acting is fantastic. It feels... It, it just it sucks you in. You feel just totally enveloped in the piracy of it. You feel like you're living on the seas with these pirates it's in, a period piece obviously. It's, yeah it's period piece okay super well done a little bit gory a little bit nudie so don't watch it with your kids maybe not with your wife i don't know how your wife feels about it um my wife would not dig it mostly because of the violence because she doesn't really dig that stuff get down on black sails i'm smashing through it and i hope it never ends well i've got another tv show because this is the other stuff is just turned into the TV shows. That's all we do. We just talk section. about TV and hot wings. I, at some point, we were supposed to talk about EDC or whatever, but we just carry the same thirty dollars knives and. Cheap I've been carrying my Benchmade more. Oh, have you? Yeah. All right. Well, I have I a Mel Presidio. Uh, it's yeah. old. It's a. Uh, it's probably from two thousand six, and it's got some wear. I, I'm pretty sure if I would send it back to Benchmade, it would make the Benchmade website of, we love it when people use our knives, and they might just send me a new one. It's, yeah, maybe it's fucked up. I've used it. You, you know, I've got the uh, we well, we've both got that case carbon steel I yellow handle yeah. sodbuster. And every time I kind of get interested in a knife, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy this what buy this knife. And I'm like, what? I I don't need another knife. This sodbuster is the shit. And I paid twenty six bucks for it on Amazon. So uh, twice uh because yes. <laughs> <laughs> i lost one but that's the nice thing about that watch you you or that that watch yeah uh that's the nice thing about that knife is you buy oh, okay so my uh my other thing is a show that came from a a, a watch seek user i'd never heard of it uh or watch seek an instagram follower wow one of our listeners listen it's been a long donuts night. and beer man <laughs> Instagram user at KP Jimmy. Uh, you guys know him. You love him. If you don't look him up, he, he's got an awesome feed. He's a just seems like a super cool dude. Uh, but KP Jimmy sent me a comment about a show that I, he had just assumed I'd been watching because I probably should have been watching uh, called Woo Assassin. Woo as in Wu Tang, Wu Tang. W O O. Woo, woo, woo. No, not W O O, asshole. Oh. W U. Oh, as in Wu Tang. Oh, 
<laughs> Woo Assassin. This is a kung fu monk enhanced young person, a, a legendary magical monk amulet enhanced person in the streets of San Francisco, kicking ass. Sort of feels a little bit like Nick Cage or one of these Netflix Marvel. It's okay. got a very similar feel. Very good fight scenes. Uh, sort of modern era, cheeky humor. Um, you, you know, so the production quality is yeah, okay. The fight scenes are killer because that's what they do, right? They do fight scenes. Um, so it feels very much. I mean, this could be Luke Cage, like the new character of Luke Cage. It could just be that show, uh, but the characters are different, obviously, and it's not Marvel. Or at least I don't think it's Marvel. Uh, but killer. I think I got through like three episodes, and it's just been super fun, dynamic, fast paced, and I'm loving it. And we got it from uh, we got it from a listener. So I thought I-, I need to talk about this on the show. Glad you did. I'll watch it after I finish Taboo. Woo Assassin, not W O O. Woo. W O O O O O O O exclamation point. <laughs> well, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I do. One last thing. Okay. Thank you for your participation in our Wannabe Wednesdays. Keep hitting us up. Keep tagging us in your awesome watch pictures because I'll tell you the hundreds of texts that Everett and I send back and forth every week trying to recreate these photos uh, are pretty entertaining. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll post some screenshots of the nonsense. Um, thank you for your participation. Thank you for staying engaged with us. Talk to us. Reach out for questions. We love your questions. We love talking to you guys. Thank you so much. And with that, thank you for listening to this episode of 40 and 20. If you want to follow us, you can check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20. If you want to become a supporter of the show, and God bless you if you do. We love you guys. Uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.